Welcome to another episode of Bright Headed Publishing Podiobook Book Club. I am your host, Kelly Morgan. If you are looking for a great author that writes romance, I have got the author for you. Today, we welcome our newest book club member, V.K. Tritzler. V.K. has written some wonderful books. I'm so glad that she's decided to sit down and speak with me and share and tell us her journey and how she became a published author. Her latest book is called A Town Called Nowhere, but you can also read her other books, Trade Secrets, Risky Business of Romance, and Magic and Mischief. I'm so glad that she's here speaking with me today. I can't wait for you to meet her. Please welcome the newest member to our ever-growing book club, author V.K. Tritzler. V.K., thank you so much for being on the podcast and being the newest member to the book club. I'm so excited to meet you. How are you? I'm wonderful. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I love it when I get a romance author on. I'm always fascinated by people who wrote who write romance. Sometimes I think romance can be a little difficult to write. At least for me, it can. I don't know. I can't speak for others. But when my stab at it has been, eh, it's been okay, right? It hasn't been great, but it's been okay. So I'm always fascinated. But before we get into your books... Um, let's talk about you before you were a published author. Did you always know that you wanted to be a writer? Uh, to be honest, no. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm flat up on it. I used to read a lot. Um, I, As a child, I actually always wanted to be a teacher. In hindsight, I'm really glad I, I never went down that path because I'd be a terrible teacher. <laughs> like, uh, I'm way too bossy for them. Um, but... Like, I love to read. Uh, so reading was was a big thing for me in my childhood. And I've read lots of books growing up. I went through all the classics. And, you know, I, I did my romance phase of going through all the Jane Austens. And, um, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the reading part of it. And uh, the writing for me was more sort of a hobby that I did on the side. Lots of angsty teen poetry and short stories and that kind of thing. Um, and then... I'd always, like, I'd had in my head I really wanted to write a book eventually. Um, and we, as a family, had been through the Christchurch earthquakes and we moved to Australia to kind of re-solidify our world and, and have some solid ground to stand on. And um, so we, when we got here, we said we were going to have one thing off our bucket list we'd always wanted to do but never got around to doing. And mine was to write a book. So... I wrote my first book when I arrived in Australia, uh, which is, uh, what, five years ago now. And and since then, um, not only have I found my, my love of writing, but um, I've really gotten to my groove of, of what I want to be and who I want to become with that, uh, which is super exciting. That is exciting. When you can actually figure that out, I think it makes a lot of things much easier for you to accomplish. So congratulations. So... Okay, you now get this off your off your bucket list, this one book, but this one book turned into like several books. So how does that happen? Well, I think 
think it's like when you you start watching a TV show and you really enjoy the TV show and like your brain starts creating alternative endings for how it could have panned out. Um, that's how things work for me with books. So I start writing a book and then I finish the book and then I'm like, I've still got more stuff I want to say. So it, it leads invariably into different ideas, different concepts. Um, and what I also have found is that I love to write more than one genre at a time. Like I, it stays within romance, but at any one day I can have a paranormal romance, uh, um, a generic rom-com uh, or you know something completely different all on the go at the same time. And if I've had a really rough Friday night and I want to come home and chill out, I might do a rom-com because it makes me feel better. Or <laughs> So I, I, I do... Um, I do have lots of work on the go at the same time simultaneously. I then narrow it down and as I finish them off, I, I figure out which ones I like best and those are the ones that I keep and, and uh, put forth for publish. So um, my husband keeps saying to me that when I die, my legacy will be half finished plots. <laughs> um, <laughs> I hope that's not entirely the case, but <laughs> probably will be. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I just, um, yeah, I love the process of writing. I find it very cathartic. Yeah, most people do that right, or they write through their pain. A lot of poets do, right? And that's probably what you did as a teenager, yes. right? All that angst yeah. and everything you write through. So yeah, it's very therapeutic. So did you self-publish your books? No, um, I am with my last one uh, simply because of a timing thing. Um, I have a publisher based in America um, who I adore. They are the best people to work with. Um, but the last one, it was a timing issue. They couldn't get it out till next year. And I have I know I've already got like another couple of books lined up before that even happens. So <laughs> I was like, uh, I got to get this one through because I got to get on with life. Um, but yeah, it's... I think the, the process is very similar regardless of which way you do it. And as an author, we are so privileged to have the ability to be able to pick. Um, and I think that's, um, that's part of the beauty as well, is that when you really start feeling confident in your writing and in yourself as an author, you can, you can have that, that discussion with yourself around what you want to do with it. It doesn't right. hold the same stigma that it used to. Um, around, you know, quality issues, etc. Um, and some of the most amazing authors are now self-pubbing and I totally support that. I think the the freedom to write should also be the freedom to publish. So. I think whatever avenue you take, either you go with a publisher or you self-publish, um, it, it's a good idea to know what to expect going down both roads because either way you go it's a process and I think I've talked to people that have self-published and I've talked to authors that have used a publisher but it always comes down to you still have to be willing to pull up your sleeves and help market and promote that book correct yeah right There's, that that yeah. is the magic after all that stuff is done the publishing the formatting the editing the cover design after you get a book a, a physical book you still have to go out and market it. 
yeah yeah and i think that's that's the biggest hurdle to get through when you're first starting out is the idea of self-promotion and uh that it's okay to actually promote your work that you've put all these hours into um because we tend to pull back and say oh you know maybe it's not good enough or maybe people won't like it or um yeah but it it is a process you're absolutely right and uh, getting into your groove of finding what works for you and how comfortable you are in in doing certain aspects of marketing is really important and uh you right do- and putting yourself out there yeah yeah, right? yeah you absolutely have to put yourself out there and it is time consuming um you know and figuring out who your audience is yes right and then where they are yes Right. <laughs> yeah. Narrowing Where that are, are you people? <laughs> right. They're, they're out there. I truly believe that there is a reader for every single book. The The secret is finding them. Yes. Yeah. Right. And so um, that is the secret. And, you know, one day um, maybe somebody will like figure out like the, the formula to do that. Because I talk to a lot of people and the publishing can be challenging. It can be time consuming. It's a process, but it's not, not in today's world. I wouldn't call it hard. No, I would call it challenging. Yep. Right. But it's not hard. Um, so that's kind of, you know, a thing of the past where that was a difficult step to take. Right. right. Yeah, yeah. Now in the self-publishing, you found that you have a lot of freedom and a lot of things that you can do with your book. Yeah. And we have so many more platforms available to us. And, you know, your reach as an individual through social media, etc., is massive compared to what it used to be. Uh, even a few years ago, you know, trying to get stuff done in a systematic way. You know, you didn't have all these uh, added platforms where you can, you know, put it into one platform. It feeds out to all the others. You had to do all yeah. of the platforms individually. And that was really time consuming. Um, so for those people that that now are looking at it going, oh my God, it's really hard putting it into this one platform. I'm like, don't, don't even talk to me about it. <laughs> Come back when you've had to feed it into 10 different platforms and then talk to me about it. <laughs> right, um, right. It's, yeah, no, we are, we are very fortunate to live in a world where um, I think uh, freedom of speech is becoming more progressive, um, where we have a lot more opportunity to voice our opinion, uh, some good, some bad, um, some people we agree with and some people we don't agree with, um, but we certainly... Um, as, as a world have uh, increased our readability in our market and um, our reach. So I would agree. I would agree. So let's talk about your book. Your, your latest book is a town called nowhere. Would you consider yourself to be a romance author? Is that your genre? That is my genre. And I use the term a little bit loosely because I'm terrible within that genre. Like, I know you're supposed to stick to just, like, one subset of romance, but I like to kind of move around within it. (laughs) So let's talk about the book, A Town Called Nowhere. So give us a synopsis. What's it about? Okay. So A Town Called Nowhere started actually out of two things. The first thing was a a good author friend of mine. She has a card game that we play called Plot Poker. And uh, it's like Poker the Card Game. Basically, she's got different things on these cards and you pull it out randomly and then you have to write, 
regardless of what cards you get, you have to write based on what's on the cards. So I pulled out this random set of cards and I'm reading it going, oh my God, I don't know how I'm going to piece this together. And then I started writing and as I'm pulling in these little threads of, of this uh, prompt that came through, an idea started to form. And uh, so I wrote sort of like the first chapter very loosely. And I was, uh, I went home that night, I was watching TV and there was a, a television uh, article about um, people who believe that there are big cats loose in Australia. Now, Australia doesn't have big cats. We don't have, you know, cougars or anything like that naturally occurring here. Um, but there's people that believe somehow circus animals got released and they're roaming around Australia and they're trying to find them. So it's Australia's version of like Bigfoot, yeah? And uh, so I'm watching this show and then it kind of melded into the story I had got riding on that morning and I'm like wouldn't it be really cool if we had people who could shift so shifters who could turn into panthers in Australia which then explained why there was all these panther sightings around the country I'm like yeah that's a, that's a cool concept I like that so all of a sudden I had this um, this where panther shifter story uh, developing in the middle of, of Australia and I'm like what do I call the town I don't know nowhere it's the middle of nowhere um, let's call the town nowhere and and it kind of really went from there and so it's um, it's a formation uh, story around how this shifter pack forms and the relationships within it. Uh, it, it brings in lots of uh, myths and fables from Australia as well, you know, about the, the panther sightings. There's a little bit of a myth about um, one of the founding fathers of Australia and uh, his his uh, empire and, and the reason why nowhere was formed originally. And so I've, I've pulled in all these little threads of uh, historical accuracy, if you want to call it that, um, and uh, and had a bit of fun with it. And it's uh, the first book in what's going to be a series, because as I started writing, I realized this isn't just a one book wonder. This is massive. Like this was evolving faster than I could get it on the page. So it's the first book in the series. Um, and uh, like I really enjoyed re writing it. It was lots of fun. Um, and from those that have had the, the advanced copies, the, the readership are really loving it. So I'm very excited about this book. So you said it's a series. How many books will it be? At this stage, I've got three planned out. Um, so this is the first of three. Um, and and like every author says, we have to wait and see because the characters tell us quite often. <laughs> we, we start out with one book and next minute, you know, you got offshoots and you got characters doing their own thing. And yeah, but no. Right. So the other books, I know that you have other books out there as well. Um, Trade Secrets, The Risky Business of Romance and Magic and Mischief. Those are all standalone books. Yes. Yep. So tell me about those ones. Tell me about the first book that you ever published and what that was like. Um, so the first book I published was the Magic and Mischief Anthology. Um, and it was part of a process. So I was actually uh, publishing the Risky Business of Romance. And my publisher got in touch and said, look, we're putting together an anthology. Um, you know, this is the kind of parameters that we're looking for. Do you have any work on the go currently that would fit within what we're looking for? And I said, well, it's funny you should mention it. Actually, I do, because I write lots of stuff on the go. And I had one that, that fit within that. And um, so they, I sent through uh, the first draft and she's like, yep, perfect. 
keep going, finish it off, edit it up and put it into the anthology. So the anthology is uh, nine different authors. It's um, it's actually turned into, for me, uh, the first part of another book that's coming out next year. Um, and uh, it's, it's amazing to be able to pick up a book where I'm kind of squidged in between all these really cool authors and I can flick through and read their stories and then see mine next to it. That was really exciting too. Yeah, that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, so that, that kind of, that was my, my intro stuff because uh, they did like a fairly quick release on that one. And then my, my first book, uh, The Risky Business of Romance came out after that one. Um, uh, Risky Business is kind of a little bit of a, a self-story uh, in some ways and in other ways quite different. Um, the lead character from it, uh, Samantha, she's come from Christchurch, which is where I'm from in New Zealand, um, and she moves to Australia like we did. And um, so she's suffering a bit of uh, post-traumatic stress from the earthquakes and, and the whole upheaval of what she went through. And she's she's decided that she wants to um, get away to somewhere where it's safe and, and she feels supported and she doesn't have to worry about life. And so she goes about trying to find herself a nice, handsome, rich husband where she can settle down and not stress about anything. And... Uh, which, which would be nice for all of us, but I don't think it works that way. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and, and then of course, um, things don't quite pan out for her the way that she anticipated. And it's, um, it's a romantic suspense. Uh, there's, uh, there's kidnapping, there's drama, there's uh, lots of um, emotion uh, built into that one. And I had a lot of fun writing that one. So um, that, was a, that was a great release. And then I was honored enough to have a local photographer who actually helped with the book cover and provided me with a beautiful uh, scenery shot of uh, one of our local beaches um, on it. So yeah, if, if you're checking out the cover, that is actual photography from the area. Didn't make it up. It's not CGI. Nice. <laughs> so um, yeah, I was, I was really excited to get that. And then um, my last one is Trade Secrets. It is a rom-com uh, slash uh, chiclet. And uh, it's, I wanted to have a bit of fun and a play with the characters on this one. So there's one character in particular, which is really polarizing for readers. They either really love him or really hate him. Um, he's inappropriate. He's derogative at times. Um, I, I quite like him as a character because he calls a spade a spade, but it's been really fascinating seeing uh, how people pick a side when they have a character that's that's really strong that way. So uh, that, that one was a bit more of a, um, a tongue-in-cheek effort on, on relationships and, and what we expect from relationships and how we uh, pre-formulate what should happen and, and what, what your partner should look like or do or be. Um, so yeah, that was, that was the, uh, the mindset behind that one. Yeah. So how do you connect with your readers, VK? When I listen to you talk, you seem to really talk about your readers a lot. So how do you go about connecting with them? Uh, I think, like I said, we are, we are very fortunate. We have a lot of social media aspects where we can get in touch with people. Um, locally, I'm extremely supported. Um, I'm part of a local writing group uh, and we have several uh, authors within our group and we proactively engage with the community uh, quite a lot. For example, um, 
this weekend and through the next week we have a local festival which is being held specifically for artists, musicians and authors and um, we are engaging on quite a large scale. Um, we are very fortunate we have Sean Williams who's a, a New York Times bestseller and uh, amazing Australian author who's coming and hanging out with us and uh, engaging with our readership and with our local uh, group. And so I think it's really uh, important as an author that you're prepared to put yourself out there. Um, I have found the writing community to be very supportive and very engaging. Uh, it's more to do with being prepared to ask questions and, and not being afraid to put your hand up and say, look, I, I don't understand this or I need help with this or anybody got an idea on how to do this better. Um, because I think the more questions you ask, the more you learn, and the more you learn, the better you get at it. So, uh, yeah, engagement and and um, yeah, talking to your readers on a on a local level so that they uh, then tell their friends, who tell their friends, who tell their friends, and and it really grows from there as well. Yeah, I would agree. So I'm sure as a writer, um, you probably have several ideas swimming around in your head how do you decide which ideas actually make it to paper and then actually make it to the publishing part uh i think you know as you're going if you're excited and you're engaged and you're um, invested in the story uh, and you feel that throughout the process then you know you're onto something and uh and there's only been a couple of times where I've got to the end of something and gone, you know what, I'm, I'm not fully engaged in this. And if I'm not fully engaged in it, there's no way readers are going to be engaged in it and shelter it. Um, a lot of the time it's about uh, looking at how uh, confident you are that this, that what you're putting through is uh, going to relate to others as well. So are you going to, are you looking at getting um, that emotion back into it? Are you, you know, even if like my character who's really divisive, even if you know that you're stirring the hornet's nest a little bit, it's still um, part of that understanding that it's okay to have characters that people don't particularly like or that uh, that cause a lot of um, argument amongst readership because it actually engages the readership. So uh, for me, right. yeah. So right. for me, it's really important that when you when you uh, going through that editing culling part in your book that you're thinking about okay is is this engaging is somebody going to pick this up and want to read more are they going to look at this and and feel emotively connected to these characters and if not then you maybe want to rethink it or rewrite parts of it or or bring that into it somehow so what is your process are you somebody who kind of outlines your characters and how the plot's going to go or are you someone who just sits down gets the images in your head and then just starts writing I'm I'm the latter <laughs> and I'd love to be the former but I'm really not particularly good at it um, so for my series books I've got an idea in my head of where it's going and I know that um certainly that where the the general storyline is going but i haven't got the exact outline like i haven't gone into minute detail i've just gone for overview and so that's where i'm at with that one um but i know i i've seen and written beside um authors 
and they plot everything out. Everything's done, everything's ready to go. Um, and it's it's super exciting to see that process as well. So, yeah. Honey, I'm not that type of a writer either. I'm kind of a fly by your pants, sit down, and the picture, the images come in my head and then the characters start interacting and then I just start typing it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And sometimes um, the characters take on a life of their own that my fingers have a hard time keeping up yes. sometimes. Yeah. It's you like know? watching so, a movie in your head and, and you're like trying to write down what's happening in the movie and you're like, oh, I think I missed a bit. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> or how mu- you don't want to give too much detail, yeah. right? Because you don't want to over, you don't, you know, you want to paint the picture, but you don't want to overdo it. So sometimes that balance of how much information to give can be tricky, I think, for some authors. Yes. Yep. Uh, VK, if somebody wanted to check out you as an author and your books, where would they go? The best place to find me would be my website, which is uh, vktrichler.com. And I know it's not an easy one to spell. So if you wouldn't mind posting a link, that would be great. Um, Absolutely. I will put all the information <laughs> in the podcast description so that so that readers can find you. Are any of your books or have you thought about putting on, on your books on audiobooks? Well, it's funny you should mention that. So... Um, the Magic and Mischief series, the, the first bit that I wrote uh, for Vital Impetus, that is actually being turned into an audiobook at the moment, so that will be available shortly. Um, it is a universe jumping uh, scenario, so it's for those that are into that uh, alternative universe theory. And uh, the second book for that one comes out in February next year, so I'm uh, excited to see that develop as well. Any of your other books? Um, you thinking about maybe audiobooks? I'm I'm thinking probably Town Called Nowhere will become an audiobook. Um, I I you know read engagement's really strong and I'm really enjoying the the series. So I think down the track that will definitely be one of my top ten. Great, VK. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. This means that you are now an official member of the book club, which means. You are welcome to come back at any time and talk about the book. So when the other books from A Town Called Nowhere come out, the series, I do expect you to come back. Or if you slide something else in there (laughs) in between, I expect you to come back so that we can definitely talk about it and help you promote it. Wonderful. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed this. You are so welcome. Thank you for listening to another episode of Bright-Headed Publishing Patio Book Book Club. I am your host, Kelly Morgan. We just wrapped up with romance author V.K. Tritzler. She may have your next great read. She has written four wonderful books. Um, You can get them on her website. All the information where to go to get the books and how to connect with VK will be in the podcast description. Next week, we'll have another author and a new member of the book club. Be sure to follow me and check me out on social media. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and I even have a YouTube channel. So if you haven't checked out the YouTube channel, go and subscribe. 
Thank you for listening. Next week, we'll have another author and a new member to our ever-growing book club. If you want to be a member of the book club, it is so easy. It starts off with an email, brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. Again, brightheadedpublishing at gmail.com. This is a great way for you to promote your book and tell us what you're doing and if you've got anything coming up. I can't wait to hear from you. Thank you for being a member of the book club. Until next time, keep writing.